0: This episode is brought to you by the Social Circle Vancouver. The Social Circle Vancouver is a group of Vancouver's finest socialites and social rejects. Everyone's crawling out of a pandemic and getting back to life as normal. Come join us by following our telegram at the Social Circle Vancouver. This episode of WTF Land Radio Show is not brought to you by the World Economic Forum, WEF, but the members of the World Economic Forum are gathering to bring about the abilities to create a phenomenal world What is the phenomenal world that we are looking into? Well, join the conference, Davos, Switzerland. Maybe you can get on the guest list of the World Economic Forum (WTF) and WEF. Not in collaboration, but possibly in the future. Not bought to you by Pfizer or any of its associates. Have you seen what's in that vaccine? Make sure you're reading the ingredients on anything you put into your body. You can thank me later. The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion. For entertainment purposes only. Welcome to your WTF Landia radio show. It's your girl, Michelle. Hello, everyone. I hope you're well. Welcome to the room. It's a lounge where you get to kick back, relax, enjoy the... Uh, Chitter chatter coming from me, your host, Sharp Michelle, about the goings ons in the world. What is going on locally? What's going on internationally? What's going on in the news? It's my job to bring it to you in the most calming fashion that I possibly can. I don't know. Maybe it's not calm. Maybe it's just, you know, I'm bothered, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are. And um, I just want to go and piggyback off of some of the uh, latest episodes. And, you know, to be quite honest, I'm very intrigued. (laughs) I'm very intrigued by a certain tactic that just occurred to me could be taking place on Canadian soil. Hear me out. Okay, hear me out. (laughs) Because um <laughs> I'm not quite sure as to why it could be going this way. Um, I am sure why uh, um, why it would it would maybe work out this way, but um, why it it's what we're looking at. Now here's why, here's why I think I'm <laughs> I'm figuring something out as we go. So just yesterday, there was a, if you've been listening to the episodes, if you've been watching, keeping up with the news, either on YouTube or on your mainstream, uh, networks, then you might be aware that there is a bit of a revolution happening here in Canada and it is, uh, spearheaded by the truckers. Okay. Truckers were asked to take a vaccine vaccine. Not asked, they were mandated. let's be honest, let's be frank. This is about vaccine mandates, and um the chuckers were given a date that they must be vaccinated by, and that was not going to go over very well, as we can see now we've got uh we've got well protests happening peacefully, so but uh for the most part, a couple of bad apples in every bunch but um now. <laughs> We are seeing that uh, the protests lasted three weeks, considered to be an occupation by the Trudeau um, administration. um, And to which the Emergencies Act was called into existence, which never was actually called on a federal level which meant the banks were able to go in and stop people from giving funds to the truckers or were GoFundMe accounts that were going up and the world was getting involved millions and millions and millions of dollars, probably a billion dollars went into the truckers pockets. I would imagine. And, uh, they, they were told to, you know, go and shut those down, return, refund people's money or redistribute it to charities. And, uh, then the banks were, uh, with this emergencies act, okay to um, go in and cut and close down people's bank accounts, stall them out, make sure they cannot fund their tyrannical trip, to uh, not, not what I am calling it. It's not a tyrannical trip, but uh, fund their what they would what they would call their um, fringe um, festival elsewhere. No, no, you can't do that. Like you can't pay for your gas. You can't pay for your insurance. Lots of things were, t- they were, you know, uh, told that they couldn't, uh, you know, do certain things that that would keep them going uh, over in Ottawa, the parliament, uh, if they didn't have funds. So they were, they were, <laughs> the government gave the banks and, uh, the policemen overreach, which is just, Super scary if you're not in Canada. (laughs) If this happened in certain countries under certain administrations, it could be very scary because the overreach might go into just kill them. It almost happened in America. It didn't happen, though. But uh, Trudeau showed it's possible. And I think it's giving other governments um, the ability to watch over and look and see what works in Canada. But let's get, get one thing clear here. Canada is not like any other country in the world, okay? The protesters are nice, and so is the politicians for the most part. So I don't think it's going to get as bloody as we would imagine like it did in over in uh, the Ukraine in two, 2014 for their Revolutionary War. That was wild. If you have not uh, learned about what happened in 2014 in Ukraine as they fought for their own freedoms, then there is a documentary on Netflix called Winter on Fire, and it follows 93 days of what started off to be a peaceful protest and turned into a deadly war, so oh, it is really intense and really wild that it looked very similar to what was happening in Ottawa, but what jumped me into this room tonight to talk to you guys about a certain technique or a tactic that I think could be happening again. I'm just a girl with a microphone and a brain trying to bring you the news and figure it out all at the same time. Okay. It's called WTF landia. It's not supposed to be shooting straight here. It's supposed to be like, give you a little WTF to think about. Uh, it's Char Michelle talking about that's all. if I don't give you that, I'm not doing my job, right, (laughs) so, okay, this morning, I noticed that, I don't know, overnight, whilst we were sleeping, um, we, uh, (laughs) we, something happened, automatically, overnight, in Ottawa, over at the Parliament Hill, Parliament Hill, um, a border wall went up. They built a wall around the parliament, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> the bouncy castles were removed. The trucks were somehow magically vanished. The people were at various motel and holiday inns all around uh, Ottawa and uh, for a good night's sleep because they've been out there in the cold in the winter and the, it's freezing. It looks very torrential. It's a tundra. And uh, finally they were able to get some rest after being there for three straight weeks in the cabs of their trucks heating up, trying to get these mandates dropped. All of a sudden everything was gone. Now I know this because I've been watching it on YouTube. There's live streamers that, I don't know if their cameras like just run runoff of solar energy or what but <laughs> this might be a thing guys listen i'm pretty sure that cell phones will be obsolete in the future with artificial intelligence happening and all but if in the nearest future look for your cell phones while we have them to be run off of solar power so we don't have to charge these things this should be a thing already a little solar power box at the top near the camera Collecting all the sun energy all day. should keep this phone nice and wired up all day. Come on. We don't need to plug these things into walls. We're adding to the overheating of our worlds. But if you do that, make sure you pay me. Okay, that's just a thought. These thoughts come to my mind. I spill them over into this podcast. But solar panel box for charging. Because I think these YouTubers have not slept. (laughs) (laughs) They are talking to people at protests, interviewing, they've become journalists overnight, they can literally put journalism on their resume and then just show them the, you know, 24 days that they were at the Capitol interviewing folks that were astute, folks that were inebriated, folks that were, you know, passionate, and folks that wanted to be free. All the same is that these go, these guys were uh, there, front lines with their cameras rolling. And so something happened. I either fell asleep, and, and they also did as well, because I don't know, but I woke up and there was a wall again built around the hit parliament on Capitol Hill, and uh, they were gone. Everything, everybody's gone. Where do they go? Did everybody go home? Did everybody's toes... Did our trucks get towed? Did Justin Trudeau come out and end the mandates? What happened? Well, what I found out, guys, is that uh, I think this is what's happening. Now they are amping up protest over in Quebec and in Toronto. The protests have spilled over into the other sections of the country of Canada. Now, North America. Um, It's interesting because um, it could be a tactic. I came in here saying tactics, tactical uh, reasons behind this protest. And I think it's like, well, if they wanted to build a wall around parliament, fine. They took some of the leaders off to jail for informing people of creating... A little bit of uh, what's it called? It's a misdemeanor, I believe, but it's, it's 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 empowering people to I don't know create havoc or something. I don't know what the charges are. They seem very fallacious, but I don't know. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> false. If it feels very like whatever. Let's just trump up. Let's just. It's, they're mad at these mandates. Let's let these leaders who've been talking on their YouTube channel too much and getting these people stoked up drive their, you know, diesel-powered trucks over to you know the Capitol and let's you know get these guys out the road, and then maybe the other ones will leave. And it, did, it looks like that might have worked. If you're not thinking about it like I am, and that's just because my brain likes to think. I like to think it's a little bit astute, and that half the time it was sleep. I used to drink, and it would be really asleep, but it's alive and well, because I treat my body well and my brain to boot. And so uh, I figured out that now that they're over in Quebec, maybe what they're doing is just going to be a traveling (laughs) (laughs) protest. Listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hey, if you're watching from across the world, and you think this is like, inspiring well it is okay don't let the news tell you this is a bunch of you know tyrants out there just kicking up dust in their cowboy boots there are some of those and that's fine those are people too but what is happening is they might be wiser wiser than we all would have you know if if you're Justin Trudeau we all would have you know pitched them as to be not just fringe They're freaking brilliant. They decided to just go and just, all right, well, you don't want us at Capitol. We understand because Canadians are just that kind of people. They're just, again, I also said at the top of this episode that the Canadian people and the Canadian politicians are just, they're nice. That's what I said. This, this emergency act being pulled anywhere else could end very differently. Eastern Europeans are stoic and they're hard going and they, they don't necessarily care. You just watch Winter on Fire on Netflix and you see what I mean. They said go they went and just started beating people. It's like they were raised by bottom feeding wolves, the the, the military people there over in Austria. But the ones here, they just stood there and they were so polite. Gosh, this makes me love both sides. And I'm not a both sides gal. I'm a one sides gal. But this side, well, not really. But I, I'm i just like looking over at the popo. And I'm looking over at the peepo. And I'm thinking, this is going to end in hugs. And it did in some instances. end in hugs, a lot of prayers, a lot of, you know, back and forth. Chit-chatting at the uh, line that they were holding. So this happened, right? And, uh... I think what happened was when everybody was getting arrested overnight last night, they said, let's pick this up and leave. And they went over into Quebec and I believe it over into Toronto as well. And again, all that to say is I think what they're saying is, listen, when you decide to end the mandates is when we will stop traveling around Canada protesting. But until you do, we're not going to deliver your groceries and your Amazon packages. packages. There's not a lot of trucks in the road, I have to say, in Canada. There's not. They're pretty much over there. And if they are, they're not going to be a lot. If they're still not going to get vaccinated, it's not going to be a lot of trucks in the road. So I think things are going to change. I, I personally think that the mandates will all be dropped very shortly. In British Columbia, get kid with the program, Bonnie Henry. It's not cute to try to be the last one to be very unlawful. Mandates are unlawful if you're in a free country, I feel like, in my heart of hearts. So I just think you should drop it. But that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. It's my podcast, too, so. I mean, unless you are going to plan on canceling me like you did Joe Rogan. I'll never get those dollars. I need you guys to pay me before you cancel me. But here, seriously, um, (laughs) I want you all to know that I think that could be what the astute uh, grassroots organizers are doing. They're going to travel this thing around like a circus, a, a, a protest circus and it's going to get the attention of the people who need to understand the parliament that this uh, particularly Justin Trudeau and friends and all the MPs and you know you know politicians that run their own provinces and cities to drop the mandates that's all these people are asking these folks aren't asking you to reinvent the wheel to like make solar solar panels for their cell phones so they can Keep the battery charge for this protest. YouTube lives that we're looking at. They're not asking for that. They're just asking for the mandates to be dropped because the bottom line is that you got ninety or more, ninety percent or more of Canada and the rest of the world vaccinated, and the people who have held out to this point unless you jabbing them up in the arm, are likely not going to take it. And then we'll get to the point where you're putting people behind bars because let's say another pandemic comes from the protest. You guys say, there's another pandemic that came out of this protest, I mean another virus. And then we'll put these guys in the concentration camp and, and se- segregate them from society because they were kicking up diesel dust and now they have created another virus you know I I don't know anything can happen now they pull the wool over anything whoever they are is I don't even know who they are is but whoever comes up with naming these pandemics and introducing them to the world well they um could say that that's the case right because the protests frankly are building up around the world so when they congregate are we going to see that the cases have risen Are we going to see that it's not a problem at all and we can drop the mandates? But one thing I do know over time is that, you know, once you have taken away people's rights, governments aren't going to usually give them back so liberally. Like, here you go. Just needed that. Just, just needed that for, just needed your, your ovary rights for a little bit. You can have them back. Here you go. Go, go ahead and do your, you know, abortions. I think if they change the laws and they say, no, they're not giving them back. They want to see what they can get away with, whoever they is again. And then once they are able to get things over the way they like to see it, where they figure would work best in their societies, then they are uh, not going to be given back to you. So I think most people are saying, you know, that they're just waiting for things to get back to normal so they can just go about living their day-to-day lives and uh, get back to life and I think that's where it's sorely mistaken so unless we see a legislation that says the mandates are dropped they cannot be re-invoked then most people will be maybe happy enough to go home for the remainder So that they don't have to say, "Well, what if we leave here?" And then they go, "Yeah, well, you know, another virus happened, or another something's going on." So now we're going to mandate it again. That's a thing. The mandates don't need to be a thing. They want the mandates gone. They don't want that to happen again where, yes, a virus happens and then you say you have to do this. No means no. And especially you got to think about it, too, because, you know, a lot of things is, is is and I know that the Internet's changing and it's becoming very scary out there that you can't get information that you want to get. but. If you are looking to find certain information out, then you find that Bill Gates is one of the top donors of the World Health Organization. It's right there, public knowledge. And he's the one that's talking about these vaccines so much, and he has never been a doctor in his life. In fact, he makes Xbox, and he's a tech, tech guy, right? Why is he so interested in, you know, viruses and virology and he hasn't even studied to be a doctor but he's got a lot of money more most money one of the wealthiest people in the world and he can play with people (laughs) I mean he can Bridges people he he, he, imagine being the wealthiest guy in the world you can go oh I want to do this let me see what I can do and the people are your pawns now, this is just my brain thinking. This isn't what I'm saying is necessarily going on, but it seems a little sussy that uh, Bill Gates is so involved in the vaccine. So I think that's what I've been reading and learning about why people are adverse to going ahead and getting down with that whole mandate. And they don't want to comply. And you tell somebody uh, they got to comply, and if they're A personalities, they're going to say, no, I'm not complying. The ones who just want to, you know, get back to normal or the B personalities, C personalities, D and below, they don't care. (laughs) They have no opinion. (laughs) In fact, I had a friend that says, listen, when I want things to be a certain way, I don't add my personal thought into it. I just do what I'm told. I go, wow. So if things need to work out a certain way, you don't. Even worry about your personal opinions. You just do what what works out best, what you think will work out best um, for what you're being told to do. Got it. Note it. Weird, interesting, because it lets me know that <laughs> anybody can tell you what to do and you're gonna do it. That's a scary place to be. I I I have trust issues though, so that's my thing. Maybe she hasn't. Her trust hasn't been uh, hindered or broken in her lifetime, so that's easy enough a thought, but uh, for those of us who do question everything, because of maybe our our, our race, maybe our religion, maybe our background, you see, when you don't have, you know, certain things taken away from you or not offered to you because you're a certain race, and you don't know why people are always so intimidated by Certain things you're like, why aren't these people doing what I said? Why aren't these mandates going over and people fighting? Why are they fighting about why don't they just do it? Well, because they don't want to. It doesn't work for everybody necessarily. It just works for you. A lot of these laws that are passed and written up people, you know, are for a certain demographic. Usually the elderly white males in just the demographic, the white demographic. And everybody else, usually the people of color, kind of go. This, I don't. This doesn't seem like it's working in my favor. And so, if you're privileged enough to have um, certain laws and certain things that don't really affect you, um, like even let's say the drug era of the 90, early early nineties, late eighties, of the crack uh, epidemic, which is also there's another <clears throat> documentary about that on Netflix as well. And you'll see that those laws affected a certain demographic of people and it was the black folks in America, uh, young black men mainly, right? So certain laws affect certain demographics and certain laws do not, they actually help others. So you have this vaccine that in fact is different because if you're not for the vaccine, it doesn't matter what race you are. You're just not going to do it. And this is the difference. This is uniting rather than dividing. They've got white supremacists marching alongside black folks and indigenous peoples um, with the same kind of feeling. This vaccine ain't the vaccine for me. That's the difference. It's uniting. So although we do see some people out there waving those swastikas, disgraceful mongrels, they are, then you have you know the Jamaicans and the you know indigenous and the you know Croatians and the people who fought those wars that are here in Canada that are residents now all on the same line together. because why? Because the point is is that they are not uh, in agreement with ma- the mandates of the vaccine of getting vaccinated and that's it. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter. And that's the difference. I keep telling my children, like they're like, my daughter says, "Mom, I seen some, um, some of those swastika flags. I'm not with that. I don't, I don't don't support this trucker movement. I go, well, you got to think about it. First of all, it's what we're looking at is what we're seeing on TV. And yeah, it gets us up, up in our skin. But, uh, I think we don't, always have to agree on everything that people do I certainly don't but what we can that we do have in common we don't have our you know our all of our beliefs in common we just all know that they're out there not all of them some of them are just out there to be poop disturbers right just to start some shiza but the ones who are chanting for freedoms I don't care if you're a war vet, if you're an old African mama that came all the way from Kenya to give your kids a better life in Canada or if you're an East Indian person that came to, you know, give your family a better life in Canada or whoever you are or again one of the one of the indigenous peoples of this Canadian land. You're there because you agree that the mandates are not the one for you right so that's what we're looking at and i think again what we're seeing is we're seeing this possibly become a traveling protest if we can lift the mandates i do believe the the traveling protests will disperse but with the you know, the legislative law in place that they will not evoke that mandate again because it's ridiculous. and that's what bought people out of the house in the first place in that torrential, horrid weather it's called. And if you're looking at Canada, <laughs> if you're looking at Canada right now, and you think Canadians are, you know, those people that wear those those uh, red and black lumberjacks and uh, and say a after every sentence and they and you're looking at the Ottawa protest. My God, it couldn't get more Canadian. Canada doesn't all look like that. Most people are like, "Oh my gosh!" But it is cold, and that's where the that is where the fight is happening is in Ottawa where. Canadians are looking extremely Canadian. (laughs) Uh, It's very cliche. But it's very warm. As cold as it is in Ottawa and and Quebec and Toronto and places like that, um, it's really warming my heart to see that, yes, there are people who have... Some of the leaders were white supremacists of that trucker movement. And then I think they started to realize that they're silly for been thinking that they're supreme they might still have that belief or maybe this changed them when they were marching along and protesting with people of every culture and every color and they realized this could have been life-changing for so many reasons like seriously I like to think of things in that way because I like to think people aren't above getting saved or below getting saved God's arm is not too short to reach you from all the from whatever dark pit you don't fell yourself into in life. We all fall short. <laughs> and you know, like, if you can be saved up out of that whole nonsense, you, well, you can find videos of some of those leaders of the trucker movement in Canada that were racist before this whole thing went down. And then you see them getting anointed by the uh, indigenous tribes and then are blessed or blessed or, or ceremonies happening. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but you know, ceremonies happening and honoring them, and then you can you gotta think: Can you be racist when you're sitting there with the indigenous peoples and the Jamaicans and the Africans and the you know Chinese and the, all the people that are there saying no to this mandate? Like, I don't know if it if the racism could linger. There's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of "I love yous." I have never said I love you more to truck drivers uh, when they rolled through Vancouver. And they have never said more back to people that look like me, I'm sure. It's different this time. Maybe this movement brought people together and kiboshed the the centuries, centuries and centuries and centuries old feeling of, you know, supremacy. F- feelings of I'm better than you because of my color. And you're worse than me because of yours. This protest just might have changed the game over here in Canada. Because they're doing it in other parts of the country too. And they're going to find the same thing. In uh, Sorry, in other countries. You're going to find the same thing because this one is different. The, the mandate, the, the, the people who are going to be at that protest because they don't agree with the mandates for the vaccine. They're not all white folks. They're not all black folks. They're not all no folks. They're all just a bunch of people who are saying no. And yes, they come from every part of the world. And when they protest, they're going to be protesting together. They're not going to be in their segregated protest bubbles. They're going to be on that line, gripping arms together, saying no more mandates, those unlawful pieces of junk. And then you know, they're going to get boxed out and then they're going to go and travel around and go to the next city and kick up some dust. And then if they get kicked out of there to travel around and go to the next city, I don't know. This is just what my eyes are seeing. This is what my eyes are coming up with. But all that to say is I think that, uh, I hope we can come up with some sort of resolve in the whole entire world could drop the mandates and let people figure out what they want to do, what, what their doctors and they think they should do with their body. It's their choice. It's not about the science at that point. It's about the choice. The science is there to suggest. The action is there for the human being to make a decision, not to be mandated. Think about that. Later. does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness, completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Ra- R- Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, or consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.